Welcome to Apostrophe Cast. This episode, we are pleased to give you a peek at D.W. Lichtenberg's germinating novel, Time Flies in Ways. In this excerpt, Lichtenberg is a kind of reluctant hypnotist. Reluctant because he's just trying to tell you the truth, and he can't help it that you are so easy to hypnotize. He just can't help it. His words just keep flowing and flowing. He keeps telling you the truth, and you keep listening. And before you know it, he's got you, and you are enjoying D.W. Lichtenberg. We're out. We are out, and I am enjoying myself, and I am thinking maybe it's wrong to enjoy myself, but then I think, fuck everything, I'm going to enjoy myself, but then I think, fuck, that's trite, that's the worst, best wish of today, today is the best day ever, it's all downhill from here. I turn to the dancer, I think, this is the girl of my life, which means she is not the girl of my life, and which means I could never have her, and never be with her, and I am not interested in her, which are all things that make her the girl of my life. What? She says to me. She is eating a sandwich. I say, I didn't realize the word hoagie came from Philadelphia. Oh, she says. She keeps eating. I'm enjoying my hoagie, and I keep eating too. Her friend walks in the door. I can tell it's her friend because of his smile. It's the smile of a guy that would seduce the dancer, I think. The smile that is not a smile. The smile that is like a turn of phrase that keeps turning and keeps turning and keeps turning at you. She smiles. He is already smiling. He looks like he was born smiling, like he never stopped smiling. They hug. They do that thing you do when it's been the forever, but the forever doesn't really matter and wouldn't have mattered if it went on being the forever. Hey, I'm Jesse, he says to me. He shakes my hand. This is Jacob, the dancer says to him. He shakes my hand in a way that is uncomfortable. He maybe doesn't like me, but he is still wearing that smile. He's never taken it off. I think maybe they should make coat racks for smiles. Something formal, like really, can you ever be comfortable, can you ever sit down and be comfortable without first hanging up your smile on a smile rack? Sometimes friends are mean, yes I know sometimes friends are mean, so take off your smile and sit down. What he says? Sit down, I say, have a hoagie, I say, have one on me, I say, not the hoagie, one as in a beer, I say, have one on me. I am acting strange, and I am noticing it, and I am noticing the dancer's confused look. I am maybe not reacting too well to this situation, to the old boyfriend situation. And as the night moves forward like the night always does eventually, I am drunk, and I am drunker, and she is drunk, and she is drunker, and he is drunk, and he is drunker. He is still wearing his smile. They are talking about something, something, and I am not listening. Something that is about something, about something, how they something together. And this is history, and this is not my history. But this is my moment, and this is my something, something moment. And this is fine with me. I think Jesse is remembering I'm here now. I think maybe Jesse is a pretty good guy. Or maybe I think Jesse is pretending to be a nice guy by pretending to have just noticed I'm sitting here all alone while he was pretending to be so caught up with catching up that he'd forgotten I was there.
Pretty soon we are talking. It seems like Jesse is a jock, like a former frat boy type, pretty boy frat boy type. This is just my guess, but as he starts talking and as I start listening, I think I must be wrong. I think maybe Philadelphia is more different than similar. Or maybe I have lost that touch, that ability to read people in some slight way, even the slightest, because Jesse is talking about this art thing he is starting. I don't think I get it, I say. Well, he says, well, the thing about Philly is, the weird thing is, it's so close to New York, you know? Like, nobody realizes it. It's less than two hours, 90 minutes if you're lucky, right? Right, I say. Yeah, the culture here, it's sort of, well, New York is just getting overrun by bankers, he says. Like, it's practically Geneva or whatever, right? Right, I say. So Philly has this potential to be a social enclave, to be an artist's enclave. So that's where this comes in. What's this, I say? The thing I'm organizing, it's like an artist collective, but it's different because everyone is cool with everyone else, right? And because people just sit around and make art, and sometimes there will be events like shows, like concerts, but small ones, and on the cuff, just happening. It will be a happening, except instead of it being identified specifically, this is a happening, that is a happening, it will just always be a happening. I'm thinking Jesse sounds like a hippie, like some insane tree-hugging hippie, which is actually, well, I am liking this. I am liking this side of Jesse. That's interesting, I say. I am trying to be nice, trying not to break Jesse's heart, but I continue. You know, that sort of sounds just like you're expecting everyone to be exactly how you need them to be. Like, there's an assumption that everyone all the time will get along, you know, and creative shit will flow. So what, he says, what's wrong with thinking that? That's the problem, right? That people think that and think it can't happen like that. There's a pause. It sort of seems like this might be Jesse's angry side. Like, he is angry at me. Like, I am the only one who ever told him this. Like, only someone that is a dick would suggest this to him. I slowly fade out of the conversation, in a way that is like time flying, in a way that makes it obvious to me how time flies, like in the way you see how everything is also totally 100% necessary, but how it's all kind of bullshit too. In the way that I am losing logic, but not losing logic, but maybe I am drunk and maybe this makes more sense than anything ever has. What we need is to get drunk, get drunk, get drunk, I say out loud without realizing it, without an entrance. Jesse and the dancer look at me. I think I interrupted them, but I am not sure of it. They say something to me, something to pretend that I was making a joke and not being 100% honest. They eventually fade back into their conversation and I am drinking and I am alone. And time is flying by in ways that make eagles look awkward. And I am observing a table next to me, next to me, where four very loud and very young people are drinking. They could be underage, but they are likely just 21 and just knowing that they are just doing whatever it takes. An hour goes by, an hour at least, and I've not been talking, but I've been pretending to listen, and really I've been watching, watching these wonderful kids, wondering if I was such a wonderful kid just a few quick years ago, wondering if time really flies, if time keeps coming and keeps coming. 
These wonderful kids are talking about how much fun they are having. The only subject seems to be over and over how much fun they are having. This is right here and right now, the true sense of the word. This is not getting to know anybody. This is not relaying stories past. This is drinking and drinking and this is the now. Someone makes a joke in the now and they all crack up and then someone says, shit man, this is such a blast. And someone else says, oh my god, I can't believe how much fun this is. We need to do this like every night. And someone else says, if we did this every night, I'd be broke. And then someone else says, but at least you'd be a drunk broke. And then the first one says something I can't hear, something so funny. And they are cracking up, cracking up so much. Then something strange happens. Which is, I noticed that one of them has rested her head on the table, which is weird, I think. And I think this person is sleeping, maybe. Is this person sleeping? Time is flying now. They are laughing. They are in the now. And then the strangest thing happens. Someone else rests his head on the table. And the first one is definitely sleeping. And now the second one, he is sleeping too, maybe. Or maybe is he just sick? No, he is definitely sleeping. And now something just too strange happens. Now I must surely be drunk, or maybe I am high, this feels like high, but I have had no drugs, no drugs besides drink, drink, drinking, and three out of the four of them now have their heads on the table. Maybe this is a dream, this certainly must be a dream, because now the strangest thing of all happens, which is the fourth and last person rests his head on the table, and I think pretty soon they are all asleep, passed out on the table. It is late, but not that late. Is it that late? Time flies. Time flies like somebody once said to me, and I am looking for somebody to say something to me, to say something perfect so I can steal it. And I'm wondering why the fuck I'm here, why the fuck I don't just leave, and I'm thinking this must be sleep. This is surely sleep. This is a moment. Is this a moment? I think this is a moment. Thank you. This has been uh, D.W. Lichtenberg, reading a bit of something, all alone, alone in, the, alone in the studio. Thank you for listening. Please join us next episode for David Peake.